Well, hello everyone and welcome back to the podcast Resilience in STEM. I hope everyone has had a good beginning of the year so far. Um, For me, it's been quite hectic actually. So I think with the title of this episode and everything going on, I think it's really good that I get into a life update and we just jump right into the episode. So pertaining to what this title is, which is the interviews, I got a couple of interviews for graduate school. So um, this past month has been um, trying to balance everything. So balancing my activities and my classes, not only my research since I'm not doing much anymore, but balancing also the interviews, making sure I'm attending as many as I can and figuring out the schedules for that. It's been quite a challenge. Um, It's been hard, especially since I'm graduating this year, an undergrad, so I'm trying to like finish all my assignments and make sure everything's okay. So that's been something I've tried to deal with. Um, But overall, I have, I remember I mentioned this in the previous episode, but I applied for 18 programs which is a lot. I remember in the advice I gave you guys to apply from 8 to 10. And obviously, I don't listen to my own advice. So that was a not great decision on my behalf. So I fortunately, I got 14 interviews, which um, I'm very grateful for. But there's a reason why people tell you to only apply to 18 programs because, or to only to apply to 10 programs, my bad. Um, because if you get the majority of them, so let's say seven to eight, you're not traveling or doing as much as if you got 14 interviews. So because of that, um, I've had to select my top 10 interviews that I like to go to. So um, that was pretty interesting to do. Um, But yeah, I think I'll get into it. And the reason why I was going to have this episode actually out in January, instead of the episode on picking the best graduate program for you, But when I was filming that episode, I realized that I personally had not done any interviews. Um, And even if I did, I wanted to experience both a virtual interview and an in-person interview. Um, And at that point, I was preparing for my first interview, which was virtual. And the in-person one was a week after that. So I decided that I should go and experience a couple of interviews. And then... I would come back with some knowledge I've gotten and um, actually going through it, I can kind of give some more proper advice and tell you more about the structure of interviews and how I felt throughout that process. So yeah, I think we'll get into the overview of the interviews. So as you heard me before, there are both virtual and in-person interviews. So before COVID happened, a lot of the programs offered in-person interviews. Um, But because of COVID, half of the programs um, still keep virtual interviews, but half of them went back to um, in-person interviews. So the format for that is pretty much the same. Uh, It's pretty similar. So the same thing that you apply to all your programs by the correct deadlines, have all the components in, we discussed on a previous episode. But then from there, there are two options. Um, For the virtual interview, they'll offer you to do it on Zoom or whatever platform. Then in one or two weeks, they'll give a decision. And if you are accepted or waitlisted to the program, 
you are invited for in-person recruitment. So then they fly you out to the institution and they show you around. You get to meet with the graduates a little bit more and meet with people in person to see if the place is right for you. Because at that point, they already gave you an offer. Whereas the in-person interview, which has been historically the most common one, is that they fly you out during interview season. So it's kind of a joint interview and recruitment session for them. And then one to two weeks after that event, they give you a decision whether you're accepted, waitlisted, or um, rejected from the program. And usually you will hear if you got an interview. From what I've noticed, it's going to be late December to even mid-January if you hear you get an interview. Unless you're told otherwise. So if you're not sure, just contact your program coordinator for the program that you're interested in, and they should tell you a good idea when you'll hear from them. Um, it just depends from what my experiences are in other programs in that. So yeah, it's been pretty different, I would say. But here's what the overall structure looks like. So to preface for all of this, this is all paid for. So nothing is coming out of your pocket. And if you are ending up paying for something, they will offer you to get it reimbursed. So this looks like meals, travel to and from the airports, if you took an Uber, air travel, if you took a train or anything like that, um, any activity you did, they will pay for it. It's usually covered. In addition to that, you are also provided a graduate student host. Um, from what I've noticed is that you get an one-on-one -on -one host. So this is a current student within the program and they are matched to you essentially. Um, so this host comes from the same PhD program that you're getting recruited into and they can answer you questions about things. Their job is to basically guide you around the interview. If it's virtual, that's not really the case. It's more just to have a person to talk to, but if it's in person, they're the ones who are taking you to different buildings and showing you off and introducing you to faculty members. So it's a great place to, um, it's a great place to talk to. They're a great person uh, for reference and they have a ton of information and wealth of knowledge about their program. So I divided the overall structure for an interview into three big categories. The interview, seminar slash informationals, and socials. So let's first get into the interview process. So this is the typical thing that you're going to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation either with admissions committee members or faculty of interest. So typically before the interview process, you usually provide a list of faculty you're interested in and then they tell and then they match you um, based on the admissions committee who they have and some faculty that are there as well. N what I got from the advice and experience is know your research experience and other things you're involved with and of the interviewer. So that way you can ask questions about their lab if it's a person you're interested in working with or of the program and that way it just leads to a more engaging and casual conversation. This interview is not meant to be the person grilling you by experiences. It's just a pitch for them to see how well you can communicate your science and just to see if you overall fit the vibe of the program. Usually these interviews, from my, from my experience, I've had four to five interviews and they typically range from 20 to 40 minutes each. So they're going to take a significant portion of your time during the entire interview weekend or the few days. So um, just be prepared for that because it's quite different from jobs that you are 
because I typically hear from jobs that you're either in front of a panel of people, so two to three people, um, and it's just like for an hour, whereas this is like one-on-one conversations with four or five different people. Some good com- uh, good piece of advice I got for the interview is to know your pitch. Um, so this is similar to like a job that you kind of tell what a short and condensed version of what your experiences are. Um, so that way it leaves the interviewer to guide the conversation. And if they want to ask certain questions, they can. And that way you're just not giving all of it um, at the beginning and you're not like talking for 10 minutes straight. So ha- have a two to three minute pitch of your experiences, why you want to and why you want to be that program and how you align with that. Um, so I had to work on that during my winter break and I had to practice essentially doing that, um, pitch. But once you get it down for the first interview, for me, it was quite second nature for the rest of the interviews to do it. So it didn't feel as forced or, um, as weird as that. Next is the seminars and informationals. So this is going to be the overview of the program. They're going to tell you about the specific coursework that they require, community resources, the program or the school provides, requirements you need to graduate, and what a typical, like, your requirements you need to have every single year, whether that's like you need to take certain classes, or by the end of your second year, you need to take your preliminary exam, or just knowing the necessary contacts, such as the program director, the the diversity, equity, inclusion officer, and things like that. Um, so, advice that I've got is just have a couple questions um, if you really need to. You don't really have to ask questions for this process. Um, typically, what I did is if it was anything unclear, I asked them. Um, but usually, what I did honestly in these sessions is um, I asked them if we could get a copy of the slides um, because it is a lot of information. But another piece of advice I have is make sure you take some notes because although you're going to go to very similar programs and you're going to interview with them, there's going to be very slight differences for each program and sometimes they're not as easily noticeable. So if you see something that looks more particular for a specific program, I would just take a general note of it. I don't suggest writing everything down because they do give a lot of information, but it's just something to keep in mind. Last thing is socials. So this is going to look like the provided meals they have. So uh, this could be a social dinner that they have. Parties around town or at the house. Um, Neighborhood tours of the surrounding area. And just hosting fun activities. So this is a time that you can really see what it's like being at the program, seeing what the vibe of the students are, envisioning yourself and thinking if you can actually be in this type of environment or the surrounding area so a lot of piece of advice that i got even this was before i applied for grad school is ask graduate students about the program um they will not lie and they are very honest about the program so they will tell you if there's any faults or if there's things to be improved of or what they really like about their program specifically and i would also add on and ask them why they chose their program over others because honestly if you're at the interview there it's not going to be a surprise that they actually had to decide the similar programs that you're interviewing with right now actually so for me actually they interviewed uh, I actually asked a couple graduate students what other schools they were considering making their decision 
And it was actually schools that were similar to mine. So it was good to see like their rationale and what they were prioritizing for their graduate education. So I was really liking how to do that. And it really gave me a good side of the program because also typically in these interview or recruitment visits, um, they're trying to paint the most positive picture of the program. And I definitely understand that. But you definitely want to know the whole picture before signing on to it or getting too attached. This is also a great opportunity to get to know the recruit, the recruits that are being interviewed or being at these in-person events. So they actually may be part of your cohort, actually. Um, so they may be with you for five to six years and you'll see them often. So try to see like if you kind of blend well with their personalities and see how that goes. Uh, last piece of advice um, with socials, sometimes there will be an open bar because the majority actually... I think all of us in the, the interviews have been over 21. Um, this applies to in-person interviews or even recruitment. Don't get too crazy. Um, even if there's only students there, um, the current students are still taking notes about you. So they're making sure that you're not acting inappropriately or you're not like being too weird. So like even though these are sometimes socials or parties, um, just know that you are still somehow being evaluated even if you did get an offer. Um, I've had heard stories that people who do get offered to the program, they go to an in-person visit and they do something that they regret and their offer is actually rescinded because of that. So I would be very cautious, um, especially if there is an open bar or anything like that. Just limit your alcohol use and um, don't dress too crazy, honestly, and just make sure you have fun, but not too, I mean, don't go crazy, honestly. So those are the main components and structure of the interview weekend. Um, typically, I keep saying weekend, but typically it's going to be the span of over two to three days that they're giving you all this information and they're conducting it. So this is not going to be just one afternoon they're doing this to you guys. So that's why typically for in person, they fly you out for a few days um, and then they do all these things for you. So yeah. So now we're going to get into a little bit of the advice that I've gotten from being there and things that I've heard from other people that are really good. First piece of advice is prepare things ahead of time. So by that, I mean this in a lot of different ways. So in terms of like making sure you have your pitch down, practice that ahead of time. So I actually made a document for each program I was interviewing with and just put a couple bullet points for why I wanted to be at this specific program because that reason differs between each program actually. So I wanted to make sure that I had this in a written form before I went to my interview so I wasn't making it up on the spot or I didn't know what to say. Another thing about preparing ahead of time, this is more the logistical side, but make sure you are doing all the required items that they're asking you from the program. So this may look like booking flights, um, booking, like getting onto a, a Slack page, which is a communication thing for students, um, or just like sending a Google form for the required list you, like some dietary restrictions you have or what kind of host you want. So they're going to send you a bunch of things that you need to fill out and make sure you're not putting that off to the last minute because they do have like deadlines they need to consider and other things like that. And if you may miss them, there is a chance that eight, you're not going to get the experience you want entirely or to if you miss booking your flight then you're not going to the interview like that's just unfortunate how it is sometimes and also another thing about preparing ahead of time 
Um, this is going to apply for anyone, but let others know if necessary. So particularly in my situation, since I'm still an undergrad, I had to let my professors know that I was going to be gone for a decent amount of days. So that way they could keep keep an eye on that and that way it wouldn't come to a surprise to them in the middle of semester or like I'm gone half of the week. So they understand that for me. Um, so these are just things to keep in mind and preparing ahead of time so that way there aren't any consequences along the way. Two, I probably mentioned this earlier, but I'm going to restate it again. Research the faculty you're interviewing ahead of time because that way you can ask them more specific questions about their research or what they do. Even if it's something you're not really interested in, faculty love talking about their research and what they do. So if you can give them a more specific question or something that says like, oh, in your profile, I read this and then ask a follow-up question pertaining to that, they're going to really see that you took the time to read their stuff and they really enjoy that. So I would just research them ahead of time. Even if it's faculty, you're interested as well, just read their article um, and see what they're doing or read a couple of their most recent papers if you want to. I personally just read their faculty profile and just got the questions from there. Um, but you can do whatever you see fit. Three, I would definitely pace yourself. These events are very long and there will be a ton of information that's going to be thrown at you. So like I said before, they're going to tell you like, they're also going to tell you the stipend information, all these like benefits you're going to get and like the organizations, the community, the students, all these things about living in this, in the location you're going to be at. All of these things, and it's going to be a lot. Like, I'm not going to lie. I remember when I first did the interview for, um, like, first time I interviewed, even though it was virtual, um, you're still going to be tired. So I would just, I remember I came out of it, and I just laid on the couch for, like, 20 minutes after because my brain just could not function, and that's okay. Um, in these interviews as well, they give you breaks for you to, like, rest and take a minute. Um, so take advantage of those breaks that you can. And the last thing um, is that you need to have fun. Uh, especially with this year, there are more students. Well, one, there's more applications than ever of people who are applying for PhD programs. And two, this class and application that I've heard is more experienced due to COVID. So typically there are more undergrads who apply, but because of COVID, there's a huge surge of amount of research associates or postbacks or research technicians that are applying now. And that's great. But at the same time, it does make the competition pool a little bit more challenging. So you have earned this way and you have gone to the hardest, you've gone through the hardest stage. And at this point for you, you are also interviewing the faculty. And you're also interviewing the program because at the same time, if something's not a great fit, then that's okay. Um, usually from what I've heard is that you will hear from programs one or two weeks after from your interview. And typically the acceptance rate from these programs ranges pretty widely. It is from 50% to even a 95% acceptance rate. Even though you got the stage and if there is an unfortunate thing that you are waitlisted or rejected, that is okay. Um, because at the end of the day, there is another opportunity waiting and there is going to be a program that will say yes to you. Because 
from what I've heard is that you will you will not get rejected from all of your interviews. I've never heard that happen unless the person was doing something crazy at every single interview. So just make sure that you are well composed, you dress well for the interview, um, you are asking your your host questions and you're being engaged with the faculty and it'll go well in your favor or if not, there's another opportunity for you. And maybe that just means that it wasn't the right fit for you even. Um, and that's totally fine, honestly. So yeah, that's kind of my brief introduction to interviews. Um, and I hope that I've definitely helped for the process. Uh, I'll probably give some more life updates for how the interviews are going. And if I have any more updates to add on to this episode. But yeah, that's all I have. Hope you guys have a great rest of your month. Bye, guys.